When should you start hiring your first employee and your second and your third and your fourth and so on? That's one of the hardest things about scaling your business is knowing exactly when to start hiring. If you do it too late, you're missing out on opportunity. If you do it too early, then you might be burning money that you don't want to be burning. So in today's episode, I'm going to be discussing some of the things you're going to want to have in mind and maybe a way to start getting you to formalize what your path for hiring and delegating is going to be. What's going on, eaters and feeders? Welcome to another Meal Prep Biz 101 podcast where I discuss starting and growing meal prep businesses. Some of this audio is stripped straight from episodes on my YouTube channel, and some episodes are exclusive to podcasts, so you're going to want to make sure that you're subscribed to both so you don't miss out on any of my weekly content. You'll also want to check out MealPrepBiz101.com where I've got tons of free content and resources like free software that will run your entire business, free boot camps, free ebooks, private groups, one-on-one consulting, marketing help, and much more. So head on over to MealPrepBiz101.com today and find the answers that you've been looking for. One of the most important parts of growing your business is delegating and delegating correctly because that will make or break you. You'll often hear me mention the concept of building yourself out of the machine, the machine being your business. You want it to be running itself, right? If you're busy operating the machine, it sometimes makes it hard for you to improve because you're stuck inside the machine. You don't have the perspective that you need. You're busy turning wheels and gears and doing all the stuff that needs to be done. And if it's not being done, the business wouldn't run, but it prevents you from being able to see the big picture and maybe even missing out on some stuff that could be killing you or preventing you from growing. You're too close to see what's really going on in a way. You need to build your way out of the machine so that you're able to really look at the full machine and see where things need to be improved. You need to be able to watch the system, see where something needs to be tightened, something needs to be patched, a leak needs to be fixed, a part needs to be replaced. And in this case, this means hiring. But you've also got to hire the right people at the right time in the right order. I'll discuss what we did, but keep in mind that you may need to or want to switch things up based on some of the variables. We're always working with two main factors here, time and money, and they are intimately related. Now, if you are cooking, let's say that delivery takes six hours and production takes six hours, would you hire a chef or a delivery driver if you had to save six hours? Well, if you're in the kitchen and you're comfortable with it, I would hire the delivery driver first because not only are they gonna be cheaper, but that will also allow you to rest and focus on the stuff that is more sensitive and related to the business's success, i.e. making the food. But I do want you to get comfortable with the idea of eventually having to hire a replacement so you don't spend time in the kitchen that needs to be spent 
running the business. Now, if you're doing overnight deliveries, which is what I normally recommend like 19 times out of 20, that's what makes the most sense. And I cover that in other videos. You're going to want to be able to sleep all night so you can function the next day. So that's another benefit of hiring the delivery driver because it is the, probably the, the one task that is messing up your schedule the most. Again, we couldn't cook. So the first thing we hired was a chef and I was actually the first delivery driver and we didn't hire another delivery driver until the routes were just too extensive. And then I basically gave them a full route. I started weaning myself out of the machine by giving myself a smaller and smaller route until then we grew to the, the point where I could, you know, add more to my route and stay flexible. Then we hire a second person and went on that way. Are you looking for an ordering system that will automate the menial but crucial tasks to help your meal prep grow and to help you capture more profit? Then head on over to mealprepbiz101.com to learn more about the most advanced piece of software that this industry has ever seen. It can seamlessly integrate with your existing website or provide a turnkey e-commerce solution if you don't already have one. Automate everything from taking orders to marketing to customer service and it's all under one roof. You can literally be live within a day and avoid all of the time, the headache, and the expense associated with other solutions. The best part is there's no monthly subscription and there's no annual Feed. To learn more, head on over to mealprepbiz101.com. Are you looking for an ordering system that will automate the menial but crucial tasks that help your meal prep grow and to help you capture more profit? Then head on over to mealprepbiz101.com to learn more about the most advanced piece of software that this industry has ever seen. It can seamlessly integrate with your existing website or provide a turnkey e-commerce solution if you don't already have one. Automate everything from taking orders to marketing to customer service and it's all under one roof. You can literally be live within a day and avoid all of the time, the headache, and the expense associated with other solutions. The best part is there's no monthly subscription and there's no annual fee. To learn more, head on over to mealprepbiz101.com. The second position we hired for after having the chef in place was an extra pair of hands. This person was actually in charge of not only helping the chef with production and prep, but also with the cleanup. This person was basically a hybrid of a dishwasher and that allowed the chef to leave. And a lot of times you're gonna be paying the chef significantly more hourly than you would a hand that's gonna be sitting there helping them out. So it allows you to get the same amount of tasks done at a cheaper rate. But again, you have to have the volume of production to justify these two people now. Now, if you guys are the ones who are in the kitchen doing this, you'll probably appreciate somebody else being there to chop things to size the way you want. It will take a little bit of training probably and to clean up after you washing the dishes and whatnot. Now, what's great about this is a lot of the tasks, if you delegate them correctly, there's something that just about anybody who wants to work will be able to pick up and do. And it helps you save a lot of times with all the menial stuff that has to be done, but doesn't have to be done by an expert or someone who is extremely skilled. Now we're already back to delivery drivers. This is where I would say you'd probably be looking to hire delivery drivers because you're going to have an immediate demand for that job to be done. And like I said before, if you wanna sleep, it's better to let someone else handle the overnight deliveries. It really doesn't take a great deal of training. And especially when it's small, you're able to manage one, two, three, a small handful of delivery drivers, making sure that they're trained, they're knowledgeable. You can handle some of the logistics. If you need help with delivery, hiring, training, all that jazz, I've got you. There's gonna be a link below where you can sign up and I'll put you in contact with a service that handles nationwide deliveries specifically for meal prep companies, hiring, firing, training, the route building, managing the routes, finding replacement drivers, all that jazz. 
can be outsourced, but this is something that you're going to want to figure out early on. However you want to build your system, you want to figure out early on because it's a major component to this business. If you're looking for answers to questions or problems that I don't cover in any of my videos or content, then you may want to consider booking a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me. We'll do a deep dive into your situation and obstacles to find you solutions and remedies to get you where you want to be faster and easier. After growing Fit Food Fresh, the Florida's highest rated meal prep company from nothing, I can assure you that I've made most of the mistakes and dodged most of the bullets, and I can give you a perspective that will help you see around corners and solve issues that you don't even see coming. We'll book an hour at a time as needed, and I record every session and give you a copy so you don't have to worry about taking notes, just focusing on the problems and the solutions we're discussing. To book your first hour, head on over to mealprepbiz101.com. I'm excited to learn more about you and your service, and I look forward to helping you grow as a business, as an entrepreneur, and as an individual. I know the meal prep business can be a beast, especially when you're trying to navigate it alone. That's why I've created the Meal Prep Mafia, a private group dedicated to other meal prep entrepreneurs who want to learn, share, and grow together. We've got entrepreneurs from a myriad of different backgrounds with a ton of experience and perspectives that you're able to tap into and learn from. I'm sure you've got questions of your own, but sometimes the most valuable question is the one you haven't even thought of yet. Sign up for the monthly membership and access this brain trust of fellow preppreneurs and see that we can cover more ground faster together. I guarantee it's gonna be the best investment that you made in yourself and your business so far. Far. Sign up at mealprepbiz101.com and I will see you in the mafia. Now, the fourth or third, depending on where you're at, hire is going to be customer service or sales. And I would say customer service and sales is really the best way to look at it because they are both so crucial. And these were probably the positions that were the hardest for us to delegate because this is really where the personality of the brand is going to be established my background is in customer service and sales so again this was another job that i was really the expert at when we were building our company and this was something that was hard to delegate because it's hard to replicate really what we wanted to be said how we wanted to say it and it does take a lot of ongoing training because at the end of the day i can't just write a sheet of every single rebuttal that you're going to have to have and every single situation you're going to encounter because sometimes you'll have one that comes up once every six months you'll have one that comes up five times a week you'll have another one that every year or so you're surprised by something you've never seen before and you need someone who understands enough of your calculus and enough of you know the, the essence, the recipe that really makes you you and makes your brand what it is to be able to improvise in those situations or be comfortable enough to say, you know what, I don't know how to solve this. Let me pause this the right way, find the answer and bring it back to you. Customer service and sales are so intimately related. I look at customer service as ongoing passive sales and someone who knows good customer service should also have a lot of the same information that the sales team is going to need. So I would hire somebody with sales experience who's comfortable selling, who is also aware of how important customer service is and knows the fact that good customer service turns into more sales because that's gonna turn into not only retention, which is obvious, but also referrals, which is beautiful. So you're able to actually generate more leads for your company just by treating your existing clients the right way. 
But again, you have to look for these opportunities. You have to have someone who has that mindset of how to prospect, how to dig, how to ask the right questions that they can then use later on in the conversation. And I actually have some videos that are more geared specifically to, to the details of sales. So I won't go and get too elaborate with that here, but just know I would hire and, and plan to delegate some kind of assistance, an extra body, an extra brain with, again, sales experience and the ability to implement phenomenal customer service. You don't want a boiler room, fast talking, shuck and jive kind of person who's just going to focus on sales, sales, sales. But you also don't want someone who's cool with customer service, but they're afraid to ask anybody to jump through any type of a hoop or, you know, some people are just awkward and uncomfortable when they're asking something from someone, even if it's something as little as a referral. You know, I'm not asking you to fight a no. I'm just asking you to be a little bit more pushy with this. Just have that nice little finesse, that little, you know, subtlety of pushing the way you need to in order to get people to give you the information they want, whether it's answering a simple question or getting you in contact with the head of HR at their business so you can do a lunch and learn and get exposed to all of their fellow employees. One way I look at customer service and sales is really everybody who's able to pick up a phone in that business is customer service. I don't care if they're a manager or what, really everybody, delivery drivers, everybody is customer service. Some of them just don't get on the phone, but you want to look at it like the Marines. The Marines teach everybody to be a marksman. They teach everybody how to shoot. So they have that core foundational training that not only allows them to default to that if they needed to, but it's also something that they all have in common. And you want someone, when that phone is ringing, you want anybody in that business to be able to pick up the phone and get through the conversation, answer the questions as best possible, even if that's not their main job title. All right, let's talk promotions. This is another position that I feel should be a hybrid. Now, I always look at myself in any business that I'm in as you know the head of promotions. Even if someone else has it delegated to them, you should always look at the C-level executives as you know being the head of marketing, promotions, and sales. And it's important to have that kind of mindset because growing the business is really one of your key functions as an owner, operator, C-level, whatever you wanna call it. However, there are a lot of instances where I need extra bodies to either back me up or to fill in for me when I'm not able to go to an event or make a connection or, you know, when I have to be two places, three places at one time. Now, ideally, I like using someone from customer service and or sales. And like I said before, that's kind of a hybrid as they know not only how to answer every question and they have that intimate knowledge of how everything works, but they're also going to be there to continue the relationship. So after the event, that's going to be the person answering the phone and they'll be able to call back to whatever was discussed at the event and either use that as part of their uh, sales process or use it as part of their ongoing customer service. It's like, hey, Becky, yeah, remember we, we spoke and you tried the peanut butter balls and we we're talking about how you had all that trouble getting, you know, Billy to soccer practice and Anna to ballet and yada, yada, yada. Being able to pull that back or maybe during the event, they're going to mention like a need as to why you know, the meal prep model or whatever your business or service is, why it makes so much sense. Having that same person making that initial engagement also there to continue 
with the sales follow through and with the customer service as an ongoing thing. You can make suggestions based on you know the conversation and that intimate knowledge that you have of them. But also when you have that person at the event, they'll also be able to speak very specifically in a lot of details and give more definitive answers and suggestions when you have that potential customer in front of you at your booth, at your you know demo table, whatever, trying your food and getting to know your brand. It is very difficult to have a street team of people who are from outside of your business. It's, it's just hard for them to get everything. It's hard for them to get the tone. They might get an idea as to how the general concept works, but especially in the meal prep business, there are so many nuances and there's so many different situations where you know a subtle little caveat may change things up a bit and it may just you know may give you a different answer. Someone might be asking, you know, am I able to get one delivery a week? And someone who's brand new to the system might only think that you have two deliveries a week and those are your only options. Or they're gonna say, oh I don't know or let me follow up with you their ability to give an answer right then and there is just going to make the sales process a lot more fluid because that person is going to be able to check more things off on their box and make a decision as to whether or not they want to move forward with your service or even just give you their information and become a lead for you to follow up with later. Now, the reality is, are you going to be able to expect to have access to those bodies that are normally in your office? No, unfortunately, those people are probably doing something that's necessary in the office at that time. So they can't be with you at those promotions, or maybe it's going to be something that's on the weekend and they just work five days. You can't expect them to come in on a Saturday and do an event at a local gym with you. So in those situations, it does make sense to have a street team. I try to focus on having a small street team. So I'm able to get as many iterations in and as much experience in with those people as possible. And I will personally go with them to those events for the first like at least half dozen and then kind of gauge them from there. People who have experience running promotions and events and stuff like that, they're going to pick it up a lot faster. It's kind of like plug and play, just learn the brand, substitute the product or service, and they'll be able to kind of run with it but there's a lot of people they're just not familiar with it maybe this is their first time doing promotions they haven't had any experience as you know street team or anything so these are it's it's a fickle hire because if it's not done the right way you're going to be wasting money you're going to be blowing you know your your opportunities to get in with this business this gym this audience and it's not going to be something that will turn out being fruitful. It may discourage you from doing promotions. It may discourage you from hiring a street team. It may trap you into doing all these promotions because you'll feel you have to do them for them to be done the right way. And a lot of it can be resolved with hiring the right person, training them the right way, and having a system in place that will teach you to delegate. While we're discussing promotions, demos, and events, I also wanna mention I have a series called the Sales Demo Rockstar. The name might change, but basically this is going to walk you through how I kill it at events. Not only will it tell you how to set up the events, how to pick the right events, how to get in with certain businesses that you wanna get in with, but I'll also walk you through granular stuff like what materials you wanna have in your demo kit, a checklist of your demo kit, the aftermath of your demos, what you wanna be doing not only when you're closing down the demo that day, but also what you wanna do the days following 
and obviously what you should be doing during those demos. Now, not only will this series be great for you, but if you do have a street team or if you wanna get your customer service slash salespeople to start doing demos the way you would do it, the way I would do it, the series makes it very easy and it's got you know all sorts of notes I constantly add to it. So I strongly suggest you check that out. It's definitely worth your time, attention, and money to check that out. the meal prep business can be a beast, especially when you're trying to navigate it alone. That's why I created the Meal Prep Mafia, a private group dedicated to other meal prep entrepreneurs who want to learn, share, and grow together. We've got entrepreneurs from a myriad of different backgrounds with a ton of experience and perspectives that you're able to tap into and learn from. I'm sure you've got questions of your own, but sometimes the most valuable question is the one you haven't even thought of yet. Sign up for the monthly membership and access this brain trust of fellow preppreneurs and see that we can cover more ground faster together. I guarantee it's going to be the best investment that you've made in yourself and your business so far. Sign up at MealPrepBiz101.com and I will see you in the Mafia. Now we're going back to the kitchen team because that's where we started hiring again. Now with the kitchen team, normally you're going to be paying hourly and there will be a point where it makes sense to bring on more people at a lower skill level who are cheaper per hour just to help with all of the menial but necessary things just like the initial kitchen hand doing dishwashing and prep and stuff like that clean up you also want people who are doing plating and everything else now you could take someone from right off the street and teach them how to plate they're not touching anything sharp they're not touching anything hot and as long as you have a plating demo set up they can just replicate exactly what you're doing you do want to make sure that you make it dummy proof because someone who's not being watched even with something as simple as plating can easily start you know going a little bit heavier with the scoops a little lighter with the scoops now you're done with plating all these meals you find out you have a bunch of material left over because they were being a little skimpy with their portions or the opposite you're not able to finish plating everything because they're going a little too heavy and now you're out of mashed potatoes and you're out of chicken because the portions were too big and now you either have to start taking a little bit off of each plate or you got to go and do another round of production just to make up for the stuff that you're short the kitchen team training and management is going to come down to the chef so this is another reason why i implore you even if you are a great chef you want to be able to pull yourself out of the machine because the kitchen is its own monster and you need someone with full bandwidth to be handling menu design purchasing inventory hiring training watching everything there's really so much that that alone is enough to give someone a full-time workload so you really don't want to also have to be worrying about what marketing campaigns you're running booking sales demos hiring training and listening to your customer service and sales team and all that other jazz i'm not even talking delivery yet at other times it'll make sense to hire a higher level of skill maybe a sous chef needs to be brought in someone who's got some experience and can lift a little bit of the heavier weight and share some of the managerial or highly skilled tasks that need to be done so you can kind of scale your kitchen efforts a little bit more effectively this will be something that is hard to hire for because as someone 
who's not familiar with the cooking industry, you know, a chef is a chef. We weren't really able to tell. It's, it's hard to tell who's better than who, but someone who is familiar and has more of an extensive background as far as not only how to run a team, but also how to gauge someone's skill level and know based on, you know, even just a conversation, they can kind of place them somewhere and see how they operate. They'll know what to look for and, you know, what kind of experience is really necessary and most translatable to this job. So again, an experienced chef, got to have that on your radar. Put your ego aside. I don't care how good of a chef you are. You want to be a really good business operator. I know the meal prep business can be a beast, especially when you're trying to navigate it alone. That's why I created the Meal Prep Mafia, a private group dedicated to other meal prep entrepreneurs who want to learn, share, and grow together. We've got entrepreneurs from a myriad of different backgrounds with a ton of experience and perspectives that you're able to tap into and learn from. I'm sure you've got questions of your own, but sometimes the most valuable question is the one you haven't even thought of yet. Sign up for the monthly membership and access this brain trust of fellow preppreneurs and see that we can cover more ground faster together. I guarantee it's going to be the best investment that you made in yourself and your business so far. Sign up at MealPrepBiz101.com and I will see you in the Mafia. If you're looking for answers to questions or problems that I don't cover in any of my videos or content, then you may want to consider booking a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me. We'll do a deep dive into your situation and obstacles to find you solutions and remedies to get you where you want to be faster and easier. After growing Fit Food Fresh, the Florida's highest rated meal prep company from nothing, I can assure you that I've made most of the mistakes and dodged most of the bullets, and I can give you a perspective that will help you see around corners and solve issues that you don't even see coming. We'll book an hour at a time as needed, and I record every session and give you a copy so you don't have to worry about taking notes, just focusing on the problems and the solutions we're discussing. To book your first hour, head on over to mealprepbiz101.com. I'm excited to learn more about you and your service, and I look forward to helping you grow as a business, as an entrepreneur, and as an individual. All right, so we've expanded the kitchen team. We've hired for promotions, customer service and sales are covered. Well, that means that we're growing, right? And what comes with that? More volume. We're doing more meals, taking more orders, doing more routes. That means we need more delivery drivers. Now, as your delivery driver team grows. If you haven't outsourced this already, you're going to find yourself in a weird position where it's going to be demanding full-time attention for like two or three days a week, whatever your delivery schedule is. It'll be like a day and a half per delivery because you're going to have not only the deliveries being taken care of, but then also the redeliveries and the mess ups being taken care of. And that takes a lot of bandwidth and it's more than just an office manager can take care of. It's more than just like the delivery drivers can take care of. So you're going to want a dedicated person as a delivery team manager who can not only function as someone who can hire, fire, train, handle all the redeliveries, handle the route optimization, but also handle dispatch, which a lot of times means you're not going to want them to be driving. So this is going to be someone who's going to be getting paid just to provide support and dispatch kind of coordination with logistics so that you're able to sleep at night and know that the last yard of your play is going to be successful at getting everyone into the end zone as you need them to be. So a lot of times, this is going to be a delivery driver who's proven themselves in the past and you're able to promote them. Unfortunately, even delivering twice a week doesn't give them enough work to justify a full-time job, which you're thinking, oh, that's great. I won't have to pay them a full-time salary. Yeah, but what else are they doing for money? Do they have a full-time job that allows them 
to stay up all night twice a week like that's a rare situation that you're gonna find so keep that in mind as you start getting to that threshold where hiring firing training managing the delivery team starts to become a major time suck and burden again if you want help outsourcing it let me know by checking out the link below if this is someone who you're going to try to promote from within Again, keep in mind, the reality is they're going to be staying up all night during those deliveries, also wanting to coordinate deliveries during the day, the following day, the re-deliveries and all the mess ups and everything else. And you're also going to want to make sure that they're there to regularly track, you know, any kind of mistakes that happen, any type of reprimands that need to be made. You might have a flat tire at 3 a.m. and you need someone who's ready to fire off, find a replacement, or do it themselves, which is why I always suggest that they don't normally drive. You want them to be available to drive if they need to. But again, that's gonna require them being up all night as a dispatch operator. Now they gotta go and do mobile dispatch, and it's a pain, but it's better than losing clients or missing deliveries. Now for a quick word from our sponsor, MealPrepBiz101.com. Regardless of where you're at along your meal prep journey, I've got content, tools, and resources that'll make your efforts easier and your endeavors more successful. If you're just starting out or maybe doing some research, I suggest you start with the free Beginner's Bootcamp. That'll come with a free ebook and order tracking system and tell you everything that you need to know in order to get started. If you've already started and you're looking to grow, maybe you want to book a one-on-one consultation with yours truly. I also have a private group, the Meal Prep Mafia, dedicated to meal prep entrepreneurs who are looking to share, grow, and learn together. Don't forget about the most amazing software that this industry has ever seen. It will practically run your entire business for you. And oh, did I forget to mention it's free? Check out all that and more at MealPrepBiz101.com. Okay, so now at this point, you've got all your bases covered. You should be feeling pretty solid. From here, you may feel it's necessary to bring marketing in-house and have a dedicated marketing person. There's pros and cons to that. I'll discuss it in another video. You possibly may want to hire a general manager and start replacing yourself so you're not even involved in the day-to-day -day managerial operator kind of things in the business. You've now pulled yourself completely out of the machine and now you're officially considered a business owner instead of an employee of your own business. And that's a very important place to get. Check out my video on the cash flow quadrant to really understand how powerful that is. But from here, there's a myriad of different directions that you can take and you can hire for depending on what you're looking to do with your business, but you're not going to be able to make those decisions without making the decisions in the hiring that we've discussed earlier in this video. So make sure you do the beginning stuff right and you set that strong foundation so you've got something solid from which you can build. Now I touched on a lot of stuff, so I invite you to check the other videos that I have that cover a lot of this content in more detail, uh, production, sales, delivery, all of that jazz. And again, check out the resources in the notes below. There's gonna be a ton of stuff there that you're probably gonna wanna be implementing either now or in the near future as you scale your business. Thank you so much for tuning in, giving me your time and attention. I look forward to giving you another episode next week. And until then, I'll look forward to helping you grow as a business, as an entrepreneur, and as an individual.